Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for pressing play. Okay, so this is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Our topic today is titled Make It Clear. This is an uncut, uncensored conversation with Esther Lully. All right, so today I am super excited to speak with you. I am even more excited to bring on this very special guest. She is a cultural architect, a transformational speaker, certified life coach, and certified behavior consultant. The, she is the founder of Timeless Worth. She has a lot of letters behind her name because you know why? She has put in the work. Most importantly, she is my beloved sister and friend. Please help me welcome the incomparable Esther Lully. Give it up for her. Whoop, whoop. Hey, boo. Oh <laughs> I'm so happy. Yes, I'm loving you. I'm loving you, girl. <laughs> Why are you talking about me like that? Because you're the bomb.com. That's why. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man, like, well, you, you the yeah, man, I hear you. But yes, I'm so happy that we finally got to record this podcast. It's been a long time coming. Um, mostly due to my part, because I had no idea how to do an interview. No idea. I was researching for years and the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, everybody doing Zoom. Okay, we can do that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. here we are. So I want to thank you for being my second guest on the show. Mom was my first, you know, um, I did a quick podcast with her about like four years ago, but today I want us to touch on the subject of communication. And just so that everybody knows the questions I'm about to ask Esther is she has no idea what the questions are. She did not prepare for them. So everything she's saying is going to be off the top of her head. So that's why this is uncut and uncensored. She had no time to rehearse. Okay. So y'all going to get the raw, the real, the real okay. Esther Lully. Okay. This is what All we're right, doing so today. So they're going to have to give me a little time while I filter and process my answer. Yes. Yes. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. Cause you know, in this podcast, our goal is to remain authentic to our thoughts, to our feelings, but in a way that is uplifting and encouraging and inspiring. That's the mission of Protector Glow, the podcast. All right. So um, with mom, I did a podcast with her four years ago, but today I want us to touch on the subject of communication. So sis, I've been following your work for quite some time. I'm super proud of you. You know that on all levels. And correct me if I'm wrong, it appears that you are really passionate about communication and the importance of it, especially in relationships. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no personal development without healthy communication. That's right. That's right. And so I came across this saying online. I too believe that to be true. Uh, the the, the uh, saying that I came across says, communication is to a relationship what blood is to the body. Is that good? Ain't that good? I feel it. I feel it. All right. So I believe for me, I, and how I interpreted that was, uh, for me, is it, it what communication is what helps to carry the flow or the oxygen between two parties, right? So it's the transporter in their relationship. And a lot of us are getting this wrong in our relationships. And I don't think we can no longer afford to do that. If 2020 has taught us anything, it should, it should teach us what clarity and communication is all about. So yeah. with, without further ado, let's dive into these questions, all right? All right. Very all right. Well, let's talk about it so the first question I have for you is, when you think of the word communication, 
what comes to mind and how would you define it in your own words? I would say communication is the art. I believe it's an art and it's a science as well. And it's an art, science and skill. <laughs> and I believe that it's the it's the component to all healthy human relationships, you know? Um, in fact, it's so dire to the point where whether our communication style is healthy or not, it's still affecting relationships one way or the other. So it's just a matter, like he said, are we going to make it important and see it as blood to the body? Like if we want to survive and have healthy relationships and even the way we communicate with ourselves, which we'll get into these, I'm sure, um, topics later on. But yet yeah, to me, communication is what holds human relationships together. That's so good. So good. All right. And my second question for you is for someone out there who may be struggling to start that hard conversation with maybe say someone they care about or someone they feel have wronged them in the past or currently the present, what pointers can you give them on how to even begin that dialogue? When it comes to hard communication, well, first, let me, let me, let me preset this and say this, as much as I'm an avid for communication, I am much more an advocate for healthy and effective communication. All right. I'm not about that nonsense or I'm just going to keep it real and say what it is, you know, yeah. um, no filter. And it's so funny, a friend and I, we were just having this conversation this morning, like to be direct doesn't mean to be careless. And I think with this culture, especially with social media, it's really giving people a platform to be careless with their words. And so for me, communication isn't just saying whatever's on my mind, because again, if the goal is for me to connect with the person, then I need to go back and reassess one, what is my perception of this person? Two, do I value this person? And three, how much do I value myself that I would want to communicate effectively to the person? So before people start to approach and have an uncomfortable conversation, I feel like honestly, sometimes there's these stages that we got to go through first individually before we even come to people. Because if we don't have our temperament in check, you know what I mean? We're, we're quick to assume. <laughs> um, you're quick to get mad. Mm -hmm hell ain't nobody gonna hear what you gotta say right you know um even if what you're saying is serious like you're already blocking so much of the opportunity to connect with the person so to me there's these individual work that needs to take place first like as much as possible i really need to assess myself mm -hmm. i need to evaluate myself and i need to work on certain pointers whether it's my mentality the way i think about the person before i even bring it up to the person because if i'm already think about this if i have a conflict with you right mm -hmm. but in my head not only am i annoyed because of the situation you, you see this is what we got to go through you, you know it, it's fine like we ain't talk about this you know what I mean? like you said alice earlier give me one hour of your life you know, listen. It's real though. It's what we're doing. Listen, this is life. This okay? is life. And I need to communicate effectively. I'm sorry, Faith. Okay, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Faith. Listen, I'm telling you. Listen, side note. I'll be telling people. Whatever it is that you do in life, mm -hmm. that's probably where you're going to receive like a lot of testing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you are a finance speaker, your test is going to come with money management. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I promote communication. Most of my tests is in communication. You see how that just caught me off guard. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? You know, so I had to think value her, value her, dignify her. 
dignify her. You know, she's a child, Esther. You're an adult. You know, like I, I, I have to, so I have to do all this work on me first. Okay? So back to uh, back to the question at hand. Yeah. Um, like I was giving an example. Let's say I have a a, a conflict with you, where, whether it's a difference in belief, we disagree on something, our approach, or the subject matter, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. If in my private thinking of you, I do not find a way to dignify you mm. and value you, mm. even though I might be feeling upset, mm-hmm. right? Because emotions don't necessarily last, you know? Um, their energy in motion, they could change, okay? Yeah. My feelings about you could change, but however, because there's friction because of something we haven't spoken about, that energy hasn't been exchanged yet, okay, for mm. the positive. Yeah. So if I'm not careful in how I think about you in private, how much more am I going to think about you mm. when I see you in person? Whatever emotions I have, whatever thought I have of you, it's going to trigger. Yes. And so if they were negative and private, they are going to even be amplified when mm. I start speaking to you. Because mm. a lot of things, a lot of times what we do too, when addressing conflict with people, whether we want to admit it or not, and I find myself doing the same thing and I've had to check myself and I'm like, oh Lord, like, whoa, mm. Esther. Don't have a conversation by yourself about somebody else. <laughs> That's a word right there. You see? So, because what you're doing now, you're talking for the person and you're answering for the person. Right there. And you're reasoning with your own mindset. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of course, your thoughts are going to seem more superior. Right. You're going to seem more intelligent, more right, you know what I mean? And so for me, that's where self-righteousness trickles Mm. in. So if I value you and I value myself Mm -hmm. in the respect that I show for myself, I need to give room and saying, okay, I know how I feel about the situation, but there's a part of this that's not going to be resolved effectively Mm -hmm. until I give the person the opportunity to express themselves for us to work it out together. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I can't deal with a conflict by myself. <laughs> right. That's so good, sis. It, it's, it's a two-party. You know what uh. I mean? So there, there are steps. So I don't want to trivialize this because communication is too... It, it, it plays such a big part of our lives. And I hate when I hear people talk about communication. Like, it's such a trivial thing. Right. And it's so much deeper than that. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, that's the reason for the extended response. No, that's that was awesome. And you did say something important about how um, we need to fix our thoughts first before mm-hmm. approaching that. Fix our thoughts in private before we approach mm-hmm. that person in public, which is so, so important. And yeah. and I think that that ties into this number three question is so could you differentiate for us because some people don't seem to understand that differentiate for us the difference between talking and communicating because some of us need to get clear really clear on what communication is can you unpack yeah. that for us a little bit okay girl i was being so vain i realized while i was talking my right hand ashy i said oh lord i oh. took this hand <laughs> really sis really <laughs> i can't so i'm just gonna use this <laughs> <y'all>. <laughs> Because this is going to get ashy over Really, Esther? <laughs> and I can't get up. Okay. Lord um, have mercy. This is this will focus. my sister. Uh, a focus. No. Okay. The talking. Mm-hmm. Talking could just be a matter of you using words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes talking could be one dimensional. It, it's just you are concerned with what you have to say and what you want to let out. You Guil- know what I mean? Guilty. That's it. And we, we're all guilty of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
Communication, however, the root word in there, calm, commune, mm -hmm. to come together. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so with communication, to me, it's a two-party street. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a, a one thing. I'm talking to another personality. I'm talking to another a person who may have other sets of values than I do. I might, I'm, I'm speaking to someone who is as dignified as I am to have emotions, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and giving them the space to try to understand their emotion mm -hmm. and giving them the space to communicate it the best they can. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So it's like if I go into communication, I have to be thinking about Alice if I want to communicate with you. That's good. You know, I have to I have to give value to how I'm going to speak to you because the whole point of me communicates because I want to connect with you. Yes. So it's like, what is it that I need to change? Is it my tone? Is it my body language? Is it my facial expressions? Mm -hmm. Because I want to connect with you. Yes. And so if you're simply talking to someone and you're not connecting with them, whatever friction was there, it's mm -hmm. only going to be amplified even more. You know yeah. what I mean? But if I want to come in and I connect with you, that means we're trying to get on the same frequency as much as possible. Mm -hmm. It's not for the purpose of saying everything is going to be resolved a hundred percent, but I have dealt with conflict to the point where even if we leave that conflict with different values, I can still leave respecting you. That's good. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. a lot of people think nowadays respect means to see things eye to eye. No. Right. Respect is just a matter that I perceive you and how I approach you that, you know, um, I validate your work. Yeah, that's very good. Mm -hmm. And I know, okay, for me, in terms of community, and the reason why I wanted to, us to have this dialogue is because this is some of the conversations you and I have in a private uh, in private most of the time when I'm around you. And so I wanted people to see some of that and bring it to the light of some of the things that we spoke about in hopes that it will help somebody else. I feel like for us, we have some really deep, interesting intellectual conversations that are raw. And I always leave with like a nugget of wisdom from you because I'm like, ooh, that was so good. And so I wanted to share your knowledge with other people so that they too can in turn benefit from your wisdom, you know? Thank you. I appreciate that. But the thing that makes those moments so special, that makes them raw, that makes them profound is because we're listening to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it's not a one way conversation. Now, depending on the subject, sometimes one of us may have a little bit more to share because of the experience. But for the most part, it's just dialogue taking place between you and I, you know, because mm -hmm. there's so much to learn from people, you yeah. know, even in a simple conversation. So I feel like what makes it rich is the mutual respect that we have for one another, yes. you know, um, and how we value each other. That goes beyond our blood relationship, you know, because yeah. I always tell people like being sisters doesn't automatically make you friends. This is so good. You know, um, family, you, you don't choose. God just puts you in there, you know, but yeah. friendship that's something intentional where you consciously choose. And I would say throughout our lives, we have really grown in our friendship mm -hmm. as sisters, yeah. you know? Um, and that's what I really appreciate about you. And no doubt in the personal development work that we've done, mm -hmm. um, our relationship has become stronger and our communication, not only is it effective, but it's healthy. You know what I mean? Yes. Now I feel like we reap the fruits of our communication. Yeah. And that's why 
we have the relationship that we have and that's why we're proud to be in each other's life and our kids and our husband mm-hmm. sees the fruit of that you know what i mean yeah. it's communication that keep people together like you yes. can't bad blood with somebody you don't care to be around them you don't care for your kids to okay be around them. you your sister cousin friend auntie okay you don't care you know what i mean so because yeah. of the health of the communication you could just randomly call me and be like yo i'm coming and yeah. I don't take that as nothing. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. for somebody else who you don't vibe with like that, it's like you coming. <laughs> where you going? Why are you coming here? <laughs> you and your feelings, you know. And people don't be realizing how off their communication are, yeah. um, is with people, you know. And I love it. My best friend Tom had this habit of saying relational equity. Mm-hmm. Relational equity plays a role in relationship. Mm. And how, how, why I say this? Yeah, unpack that for us. Depending on the the depths of our relationship, right, and mm-hmm. how healthy our communication is, there's a certain way that I probably could talk to you that I wouldn't give anybody else the right to talk to me like that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a way that I could joke with you that nobody else has the right to. And whereas somebody else may see it, they might think like, oh, Esther, she real cool. I could say this. And then all of a sudden they say it. I'm like, <laughs> boop boop. Well, what equity we got? You right. see what I'm saying? Right. And, and so, and and in the equity, I get to know you. You see mm. what I'm saying? I get to know your little norms. I get to know your little quirks. You know what I mean? I even know where to push the button, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I might even know when you say something like, "What part to take seriously? What part to go ahead dismiss?" All in one breath. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As opposed to someone you don't have a relationship with. They might have said something lightheartedly, but because you don't know them like that, mm-hmm. like you're making it deeper than it is. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And somebody could be serious and they say something, and you're able to know how to take the seriousness of what they say while casually and lightheartedly, you know, still carrying a conversation. And for somebody else, you say something that they consider deep, all of a sudden they want to interrogate you. You know what I mean? And right. it's like, so I, relationships, like, I'm dead serious, man. Like, relationships mm. makes the difference when it comes to communication yes. and it's crazy how people downplay it you know mm-hmm. people want to go around talking about oh i'm just me truth is you can't just be you with anybody because you didn't build certain depths you know what i mean mm. um to express that part with people you know there's a yes. certain way that i wouldn't dare go around joking with certain people i don't have that relationship with them you don't have that equity I don't know them. yeah I don't know them like that yeah. you see what i'm saying now, of course, people are saying, do you mean to say, like, I can't be me? No, I think we all have a new neutrality about in our personality where I could go in a room, I could be cordial with people, and I could kind of get along with any people, you know, any person, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's also that other group of people where I literally could let my hair down and I don't have to think about filtering anything, how I'm going to come and approach. Mm-hmm. And it's not wise to think that I could do that in any setting. It's, yeah, it's, it's not wise, it's foolishness. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's good because it relational equity really, you know, has its value, um, in your freedom and how you express yourself in communication. Yeah, and, and yeah. piggybacking off the relational equity, which I th- think is really profound because when you think about it like that, it's like you can't go to an ATM and withdraw if you haven't not made a deposit. And the same thing applies to somebody else's life. You can't expect to get out of them what you did not put in. And I think that is so good that, you know, that that we can think about a communication like that and relationships like that. 
And my yeah. my question for you for number four is um, what I find to be sometimes in my own life and what I had to learn is that there are times where I will go into a um, conversation with someone and I had no agenda, no clarity for that conversation. I just wanted to get what was in my head off. Like you did this to me and I'm going to tell you about yourself and da, 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 because I wanted to feed my pride. Not necessarily caring about how they felt or what space they were in when they said it. What what was going in there? What was going through it in their life at that moment when they said what they said? Like I don't take none of that into consideration. So for someone who may have been like that or is currently in that situation, um, my question for you is: sometimes when two parties are communicating, right, they may walk into the conversation with two different set of expectations, right? So sometimes it's I talk, you listen, or vice versa. So. Tell us why do you think it's important for someone to go into a conversation with an agenda and clarity? To me, I piggyback. My answers is going to be rooted on this principle here that's found in the Holy Scripture. The Bible tells us to be slow to speak. Slow to speak is not just a matter of verbal communication, because we know there is verbal and nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. And to me, being slow to speak is also a practice that we start here in the mind. A lot of times we're coming to conclusions. We're processing things. Our mind here is just busy, is busy, is busy, is racing, is racing. And we got all these type of thoughts. We're coming up with our own logic, our own reasoning, our own methods. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the reality is, most of the time it's off. Mm. It's off. Mm. So to me, I, I believe this whole practicing slow to speak is really a spiritual practice. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Learning how to be quiet on the inside, you know? And so to piggyback on you with how do you go into the conversation preparing? Yes. To have difficult conversation or just in general? How do you, um, with any conversation, I think, in terms of communicating, how, tell us how, what do you think is important? For, why do you think it's important for someone to go into that conversation with an agenda and clarity? Oh, with an agenda. Yes. Oh, okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. All right. So apart from that being my principle, right? So that's going to mm -hmm. process now how I prepare. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's where, that's where we're going with it. Mm -hmm. The reason it's important to go into a conversation with agenda first having principles that could be mutually applied um, to you and the individual mm -hmm. about to speak with. Okay. If I go into a conversation and I already go in with the intent of not making you feel disrespected, mm -hmm. right? Automatically in my heart, in my mind, I've already esteemed you. Mm. All right? So you esteem the person before you go. These are principles before you even speak. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. So you, you esteem the person. Now, while you're esteeming the individual, because everybody got some kind of good in them, yes. regardless, no matter what they've done, we all have a, a ability because we're, we're made in the image of God. So we all possess some good. Yes. No matter what. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Um, so with that being said, I already esteem this person in my own private thoughts, mm -hmm. right? I'm very big on private thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. um, because private thoughts become public declaration, manifestations. That's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I esteem you in private. Now I want to get to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember one time I was getting ready to address a conflict um, and at work, you know, and it was serious. And I remember I processed it with a friend real quick. And after I got done processing, the question became, what is it that you really want to share? Because mm. sometimes we have so much, so much components, you know, and when we don't process it sometimes with another mature and healthy individual, not a person that's going to be taking your side simply. Mm. But sometimes we need to process certain things before we put it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And after she helped me process it, I had like six points. Mm -hmm. And it was like, which points could take care of the others? You see what I'm saying? Um, could indirectly mm -hmm. <laughs> take care of the other points. Okay. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, what is at the heart of what you want to communicate? Because sometimes we say so much yeah. that at the end, we really end up saying nothing at all. <laughs> ah, speak on it. Because it's like, what was the heart of the matter? What did you really want to talk about? Right. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like if you have an issue with your spouse and you're saying, I don't feel respected or loved and I don't feel appreciated or that my feelings are taking taken, you know, um, seriously, mm -hmm. you go and rather you argue, why are you always late? Right. Right. <laughs> okay. That is now the feeling of why you're always late. That's a, that's a valid feeling. It's legit, but it's not the heart of the matter. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And so sometimes we take so long to get to the heart of the matter. We say other things and those other things we're saying lead to others. So it just mm. creates, start creating a web, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, no, what is the heart of the matter of what you want to speak about? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then make, go back and evaluate your words. Practice. Self-talk is important. Mm -hmm. Practice your introduction or what you want to say mm -hmm. and look for terminologies that might be accusatory. Hmm. Can you can you unfold that for us because, a little bit? Okay. So, for example, when I had to take care of the situation with work, right? Mm -hmm. I heard things and they came from a third party. And the integrity of the individual who who gave me the news, I knew they weren't lying. Mm -hmm. Okay? What they were saying, it, it was true. All right? Now, I have to go approach the situation from a I heard. Mm. All right. And so, and, and sometimes you might know somebody might have said something for real, but you don't always know the heart behind of why they say it. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I had to, it was, it was simple terms and I'm trying to remember it because you put me on the spot. So I'm trying to remember mm. it in my head as I process it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. For example, I think it was along the line and it might come to me as we speak mm -hmm. rather than come and saying that, I know you said this about me. I, well, first of all, I wasn't there. <laughs> boop, boop. Uh, I know you said it. You see what I'm right. Saying? So that's very interesting story. And, yeah. and that's a guard down for anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Square up. What are we doing? You see what I'm saying? That's a defense for anybody. Right. And so rather I had to use um, less... Um, less conflicting, you know, uh, combative terms mm -hmm. and say like, you know, certain things have come to my attention. You see how that's not much softer? Mm. You know, um, certain things have come to my attention and I would like to address this with you, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
And okay, so that was like one of the approach that I had to I, I had to do before I even went to talk to this individual. Mm-hmm. Okay, and two, it was like even if the person did deny, let's hypothetically, you know, because I like to think positive, but I, I also consider myself like a real, you know, I, I like to be realistic. You yes. Because sometimes there, certain conversations are so heavy that sometimes a person might be on defense or they might be a little timid and fearful to truthfully admit everything. You see what I'm saying? That's so right. who knows? Cause they're trying to protect the image. Right. Right. And so for me, the fact that I'm going in with freedom and I love freedom too. I love peace. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm going in with freedom where I want to be myself, I want to be authentic. I want to show you that I value you. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I'm not too concerned about how you're perceiving me as much as I'm aware of what I want to add and the value that I want to bring to mm-hmm. the conversation, mm-hmm. even if it might be hard to have. Okay. Um, and so, so with that in mind, after telling the person certain things have come to my attention, you know what I mean? Um, it was also saying things along the line where, okay, certain things have come to my attention and in respect to you, I want to address it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we could either clarify or take care of yeah x y okay yeah well, wh- whatever it was um so it was things like that looking out for terms that are accusational mm. <laughs> all right that automatically put people's defenses up you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of like when somebody do something you like i know why you did this it's like <laughs> yeah you know why I did that. The person might innocently like, right. wasn't even aware. You see what I'm saying? So don't speak for people. Cause, oh, that's my whole principle. Don't go in one to speak for people. Mm. Because if you're wanting to go in to speak for the person, what's the point, what's the point of talking to the person? That's good, sis. Like if I, if I have a conflict with you, I already think I know how Alice is going to respond. I already know what she's going to say. We. Oui. Why am I having a conversation with you? Right. To prove myself all right? Yeah. That's true. You see what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not essentially going to resolve. If I have an issue with you, I need to speak with you, not at you. Right there. You see what I'm saying? So understanding the difference between speaking at and with somebody. And these things are easily stated. You know, we're having casual conversations like Mm -hmm. this. But it's in the heat of the moment where if you don't put these things into practice, (laughs) you're only going to create a deeper hole, a deeper conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which could last for years and sometimes could just destroy a relationship altogether. Yeah. You know, so communication is fragile. It's 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 vital. You know, exactly. Yeah. And so um, I say dignify the person in private, get rid of accusatory type of terminology Mm -hmm. from your conversation. And I say even go in with the expectation that you might still be misunderstood. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times in communication, we have this unrealistic expectation that this person is going to understand everything that I'm going to say. You don't know how people process things. That's so (laughs) true. People have a different set of value, you know? And so it's like, can I still respect you even if you don't see things the way I see it? Mm. Can I? 
But mm. what is the heart? The reason, the, the reason too, that I am also communicating with you and I am showing this respect to you, I am esteeming you in this way, I am dignifying you to want to hear what you have to say, is because I don't want to harbor anything in my heart towards you. So I am communicating with you so you may know where I stand in regards to you in my thoughts and in my feelings. Mm -hmm. But even with doing all that, I'm not expecting to leave Kumbaya. Right. Right. We're just two different people. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes we we're just at different places in life. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, good. where it's like certain things for certain values you have, somebody else might not think it's all important right now. And then three years they go through a print, you know, they go through something and they're like, Oh, this is why this person said this. Mm. Now I understand. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like certain things take time. Right. And so we also have to learn to give the person that we're communicating room to grow just as we have grown. Exactly. Not expecting them to just fix it because we didn't just fix the way we were. Exactly. That's where, so where, good. Wherever we're at right now, it's a time. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Years. And I, always thought, and I always, you know, tell people this. And I ask myself, like, as to what makes you credible to speak on communication, you know? Mm. Apart from the study, a lot of people study a lot of topics. A lot of people study you know, nutrition, but don't mean they're healthy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Amen to that. Like study communication, you know, they might know acronyms for words, but yet, you know, right. and I realized my credibility in speaking about communication comes from my relationships, mm. you know, for almost the 35 years that I've been here on earth, man, when I say I have some quality relationships, praise God, I have quality relationships with my family. Um, I have quality relationships and in my relations to people at my jobs, you know, the places that I work, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not someone who walks around is constantly in conflict with people because of my personality. You see yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I'm not going around here t talking mess about people. You know, it, it, it's something that I try not to uh, practice in my private life. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not um, easily entertained by gossip in the sense of ruining other people's image and, mm. and assassinating people's character. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like I fear God in that way. Amen. You know, because God talked about not being a false witness. Don't speak to what you don't know. Yes. You know, he talks about lying tongue. Don't go around lying on people, you right. know, and the Bible talks about how a name is much more precious than a ruby. And I've experienced, I, and, and I, I like to say this, like, I don't need a lot of experience to get a deep lesson. Come on, you sis. Come on. Just give it to me one time and I learned. That's it. And I'll forget that, um, you know, when I was in high school, an individual that I was friend with, one of my homeboys, we were cool. You know, we had like each other, whatever, but we weren't boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that. And I remember we went to the park and we were just chilling. And while we were leaving the park, right, um, I'll never forget, it was like my freshman year going into my freshman year um, high school. We left the park and we saw one of my other homeboys who I knew had kind of liked me at the time, mm -hmm. but you know, whatever, you're neighborhood friends, yeah. you know what I mean? At least I thought. And then the next day I went to school and there was a rumor, mm -hmm. you know, um, he lied saying that we had slept with together. Like where the hell in the park? We slept with <laughs> <laughs> The lies you tell. And because at that time he was like a popular boy and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and. So, you know, he said one phrase and when the friend said, made another statement, rather than correcting it, he like kind of smirked. Mm. 
you know, like that whole boy smart, that whole man smart, like mm-hmm. smart, you know, kind of like saying something true, but it ain't. Right. You're not speaking. And so it was one of those things that the rumor had traveled. Okay? Like fire. Oh, girl, it had traveled like fire, girl. It was in other states at this time. We didn't even have Facebook. And this <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know, social media yeah. like this. Yeah. But I remember... Um, a homegirl at the time that I, she, she used to live in Naples. She left and she lived in Michigan. She was calling me and she was telling me about the rumor. And I was like, what the hell? How are you? Like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. And to me, I think I, I, I've learned a lot of lessons, but I, I'll tell you why that mm-hmm. hit me, you know? And mm-hmm. a lot of people who are passionate about certain subjects or topics, it's usually something that happened, yeah. right? That, that makes you passionate about it. And so, it, it 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 did hurt. It was like, dang, how could you be cool with somebody like this? And somebody just goes straight up lie on you. Yeah. Like, just like that? Like, somebody just stay and just lie on you because they're trying to preserve their reputation or their image, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just to see how fast it traveled. And it's like people who didn't even know anything mm-hmm. was helping spread it. That's how it go. And so it hit me how, like, Yo, you don't go around sharing stuff you don't know to be true. Like that, that that's not cool. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and it was also around that time that I was learning to be a believer. And I remember my homegirl, she knew me at that time, she knew my ways, and I was always surprised that I even graduated high school. I always thought I would end up in prison, like kind of my mentality, you know. Praise God. High school, you would even encourage you, it was like, S whatever you do, just don't get arrested. <laughs> don't get arrested. Don't embarrass me, don't get arrested. There's you know? a calling on your life, girl. I had I had a violent I had a violent mindset. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I wasn't walking around a TikTok room, but I also wasn't one of those people that was avoiding it. If it came, yeah. I gladly welcomed it. But yeah, I was sure looking did. for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I remember one of my homegirls we were sitting on the stairs of school. I never forget. She was like, "Esther, what are you gonna do?" And this these words uttered out of my mouth, and it even shocked me. I said, "I'm just gonna let God deal with it," because mm. I realized then that there are certain lies that people will spread about you. Man, you could try to defend yourself till you blew in the moon. You ain't got enough words to speak. Real talk. You know, and you ain't got enough time in your hands to go and try to dismantle everything somebody thinks about you. Every rumor yeah. or a lie a person gives about you. You don't even have the human capacity <laughs> to go and address people one-on-one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was where the lesson came from. And then... um and then I was like, I'm just going to let God handle it. And then I just have to start believing that truth will reveal itself. Yeah. This is why character plays, plays an important role. But the bedrock of that lesson, though, I will say it came from the previous years of me being molested by a family member. Mm-hmm. And just within like two years of that, like, stop happening. And then the rumor happened. It was like, how dare you go lie and claim something so sacred when somebody has just been trying to steal my innocence? Yeah. You know, but this is not something you're going in public, you're you're telling people about. So to me, it it you know, like it made me dignify myself. It was like, I know the truth. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so I don't need to go around trying to prove this truth to everybody. But it also made me be careful, like, be careful how you use people's names. Yeah, you know, like people' names are nothing to play around with. The Bible says that your name is more precious than ruby. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people could ruin people's life 
Real Based talk. on how you talk about somebody, people yeah. could ruin opportunities for people. People were like, oh, yeah, as long as God got something for me, nobody going to stop it. Bullshit. Like, listen. <laughs> Esther, don't do it. Listen, there's a reason why God gives us that warning. Yeah. Because there are repercussions that comes to lying on people. Come on. It affects people. It affects people's careers, their finances, uh, their relationships. You know what I mean? Like, so lying is a big deal. Yes, ma'am. Lying is big. You know, and I remember, uh, I'm sharing this for the first time. It just came to me. And I'll never forget um, the first time um, I was um, sexually violated. And I remember telling mom about it. And I remember... One of the questions she asked me, and it's crazy, in my heart, I knew she didn't even mean nothing by it. She said, Esther, are you sure? Mm. She says, are you telling me the truth? Mm. You know? And at that time, I didn't even look at it like, what's going on questioning me? Mm. It was kind of like, yo, what you're telling me is so big. Yeah. That it needs to be true. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting ready to go confront somebody here. It needs to be true. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so for me, I look back and it's like, to me, all that, I look back in my life and it's like all those things were lessened on communication. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't just go around lying on people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, talk. you don't go around accusing, accusing people, even if it's not on the big scale, it could be on the private scale within yeah. families. You know what yeah. I mean? Like don't go speaking about people in a certain light that's not true. Don't yeah. go say people saying things that wasn't true. You see what I'm saying? Come on. Like don't like respect people. That's right. You see what I'm saying? So for me, I'm passionate about communication because to me, ultimately, communication reveals how I respect people. Yes. You see what I'm saying? That's so true. no, I don't believe in just saying whatever comes out of my mouth because what if I say and it's not true? Right there. You know, what if what I'm about to say about you is going to give a negative perception to somebody else about you? You know what I mean? Like, that could affect you. That could affect your business. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Man, and we yeah. all know the beauty in it. And maybe because because of the also the, the counter reasoning why I'm passionate about communication is because of the beauty that I have in my life that has come from healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And you see how situations, you know, and relationships could be ruined. Yeah. You know, because of unhealthy communication, because yeah. of words, you know what I mean? So it's like, man, my relationships are so precious. I want to protect them. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't just think anything, say anything, you know what I mean? Because this has so much value, you know what I mean? So right. it's like my, my reason, you know, for being a communications coach or emphasizing that in my personal development teaching is because I've seen the value of it. You know what I mean? It's brought more good in my life, but I've also experienced where communication could hurt people and in a sense, almost damage somebody's life for a long time. And so I, I, I take communication very, I'm sensitive about it. I, yes. I don't play that. Like, yes. People who are just loose with their words and loose with their mouth, honestly, I'm intentionally not friends with them. Yeah. And that's good. Let's let's pause right there because I want to mm -hmm. jump into this last question, which ties into what you just said. So okay. my final question for you, because I know your time is important, so is mine's, and we have you know Saturday, we got family waiting for us to feed them, and kids mm -hmm. looking at me all crazy, so we got to get it moving. But um, the final question I have is: some of us just like to go off the dome, and for those of you who don't know what the dome means, it's a slang word for coming out of your head. Some of us like to go off the dome, and we don't take time to properly us uh, process our thoughts which is what you were saying because you know we want to keep it real 
and you and I know how much this word irks you because it irks me too. So, so then my question for you is then we all know that then keeping it real gets you in trouble. Like you were saying, right. Using somebody's name and just slandering it. So now you end up getting these hands all because your intent may have been right, but your delivery was wrong. Right. So now you end up in a fight. So do you think there is an art to communicating for those that said, you know, S, I heard everything you said and I've struggled with some of those things, but now I want to put some of those practices into play. Is there an art to effectively, not just communicate, but to effectively communicating? There is an art to it because the whole point of communicating is again, to connect with the person. And if you're smart, the goal of communicating is to win the person over right there. Yeah, that's true. You're trying to win a person over in business. You see what I'm saying? What are you doing? You're trying to win people over yeah. <laughs> to believe in your product, to believe in your services. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So the same needs to apply into other other aspect, you know, of our lives, whatever. It's not, you're not looking for a monetary gain mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, with family or friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you are wanting to win this person over mm-hmm. for this person to see that you're trustworthy you're mature, you're true. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to win you over. And especially, let's say there was something, okay, let's just say there's something wrong within my approach, right? Mm -hmm. To how I do things. If you come and you communicate that to me, what are you looking for? What what are you looking for to happen? Yeah. Let's think about it. What what are you looking for? If you were to come to me, come to communicate me and say, Esther, um, you, you notice that I have a nasty attitude or my approach to things is off. Mm-hmm. When you confront me with it, what is your purpose of confronting me with it? To see if you maybe are aware of that and if there's a way to maybe solve that. Does that answer it? Yeah, but what ultimately do you want out of it? To Those get... are some of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, that's like, the byproduct. Oh, okay, okay. Of you approaching me. Yeah. But ultimately, what is your aim in bringing this to me? To maybe get to know you better? Am I getting there? Those are all things that will happen by default. Okay, then I'm not sure. Because you see something negative within me, right? Mm-hmm. You perceive it as it being harmful. Okay, yes. For me. You're wanting to save me. Mm. from that attitude Mm -hmm. or that behavior so why so i can make room to accept what is good Mm. in light of correcting it okay you see what i'm saying i got you so your intentions on approaching me you have to check that Mm. because if you if i have attitude you just want to come to me and say girl you got an attitude you need to fix it Mm -hmm. and yeah thanks for letting me know i got an attitude (laughs) yeah yeah that's true and I don't even care for you. So you telling me I got an attitude, I don't even care. Right, right. You're not even important in my life. We ain't got no relational equity, so your words mean nothing to me. Right, nothing. I got you, sis. Nothing. I got you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you come to me and you let me know, hey, Esther, you, you know, because of your attitude, these are potentially what it might cause. Mm. The ripple effects. You see what I'm saying? Like the indirect effects of 
it might make people not want to approach you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It may limit people from being honest with you. You know, it limits people from feeling free mm-hmm. around you to be themselves. You see what I'm saying? Now when I understand what the effects mm-hmm. of my attitude are, that's going to give me more inclination to want to go correct it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So um, to your question, what was it again? Do you think there's an art to communicating? So, yes. So the art is in the principle. The art is in the motive. And the art is in the intention. That's so good. Because we have to remember, it's what's inside that gets manifested. Yes. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times with communication, we're trying to work from the outside in. Mm. Yeah. When really it's an inside out, you know, mm-hmm. um, type of situation. And so it's like... If I'm going to communicate with you because I want to resolve something. Yeah. You know, people gossip, you know, people disrespect people when they want to prolong a negative situation. That's so good. That's what you do. But when you want to correct and you want to present resolution, mm-hmm. <laughs> you become artful and you become very calculated. Yes. And how you go and how you, you know, and, and how you approach things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's good. So there is an art. It's just, we need to be, you said intentional, um, mm-hmm. check our motives. And I'm sorry, what was the last one? It's, um, I said, we need to be intentional. Check our we motives. Need to check our motives. And I, dang, see, cause I ain't writing nothing down. Yeah, I should have wrote it down, but it's okay. Yeah, they know. can, they can rewind this. Uh-huh. Yeah, see it. and something all of a sudden, like, be aware of our approach. Yes, that's what it was, aware, be aware of our approach. So yeah. you have to um, be intentional, check your motives, and be aware of your approach. Yeah, we, have to, un- we have to be aware of how we're coming off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People be talking about, you know, I just get passionate. <laughs> it's like, you know, you look like you're about to fight people. Why you want to be a rapper, though? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> You don't like you better fight people. And so if somebody were to think you're angry, you're gonna be like, nah, man, I'm angry. I'm just like Word is born, kid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, real talk. Like, am I so real that I'm not aware? Some people are not, unfortunately. Like, yes. That's so good. You know? Yeah. People talking, you making faces like <laughs> Oh, girl, I was just keeping it real with her. Like, oh, you were being rude. Fix your face. Fix your face. Right. I know that was my issue for a long time. And you sometimes talk with your face, too. So we'd be like, sis, you need to check your face. Because I see what you're saying. I hear you. But your face saying something real different. Like, I mean, people get in the price because people look at people wrong. <laughs> That's like, true. But you cross out of something. What? What we doing? So if you're getting ready to yeah. uh, approach a conflict, you know, yeah. how much more do, do you need to be aware of the negative factors that you possibly contribute? Yeah. In communication. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, somebody can be talking the whole time. You're talking about, I ain't saying nothing, but yet they talking to you and I'm like. <laughs> oh, you funny, Tete. <laughs> and they're like, why are you looking at me like that? You're like, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> But your face is, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like there is something called nonverbal communication, like body language, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so oh. we, really, we really do have to be aware, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
That's real. All of that. That's what I'm saying. It's an art, man. Like it's not just Ooh. it's not just this, sis. It's all of this. Yes. <laughs> it's all of this. And it starts from the inside. What we think about people will matter how we approach them. Right. And I it always matters. and I always tell my children too, like, like I said in the beginning of this uh interview, you can't withdraw what you did not deposit, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think you can't give what you don't have. I tell my children, people hate because they have not found love or they don't love themselves enough. Mm-hmm. Because somebody that loves themselves do not have time to hate somebody else. You're too busy loving you. Right, right. You can't have two masters, right? Mm-hmm. You either love one or hate the other. That's what the Bible says. So I feel like if you were intentionally working on yourself, going to therapy if you so choose to, if you don't want to do that, you're reading books, right? You're talking to people that maybe might have the answers. You're watching podcasts. You're listening to sermons. You're doing whatever you journal. You're doing whatever it takes. That's going to manifest itself out in your relationships. It's going to manifest itself out in the people that you speak with. But if you have made a determination to not change the way you are because you feel like this is how you were born. This is how it is. If somebody don't like me, oh, well, they got to deal with it. You only hurting yourself in the long run, really. And not only is it hurting yourself, it's so self-limiting. Yes. I always think, you know, when someone has this attitude of this is who I am, this is how, I, you know, this is what it is. Yeah. My question is always, what room does somebody else have to be themselves? Yes. That's so good, sis. Where does your freedom end for somebody else's freedom to mm. Where does the the exchange come in? Where does the compromise come in? Yes. Because what if somebody wants to totally be them? But you don't like it. Right. It's like, to me, it's like, when people say that, I'm like, yo, you're not living on an island. Right. We're born into a world. We're born into a community. We're born with people. Mm. We exchange energy. We get that. Even the money you make, you don't keep it to yourself. Come on, somebody. You exchange that. Your energy, your love, your understanding, those are meant to be exchanged. They're supposed to be refined. Iron sharpens iron. Iron doesn't sharpen itself. Come on. So to me, when people say that, the first thing that often comes to my mind, one, this person underestimates their worth. Mm. And two, they don't really understand the value of people. Yeah. Because that is not intelligent words to utter with pride Mm. and saying, oh, this is just me. This is how I am. It's either you accept it or you don't. Here's my thing to you. Do you do the same thing for other people? Ah. Now, to me, my whole thing is if you give other people that same amount of right, then guess what? You technically should never have a reason to complain about anybody. Right. That's so good, sis. But why don't we accept it? Because even though we're not perfect, we're still able to make a distinguishment and identify when something is good, bad, positive, negative. Right. And so we also possess negative traits in us that we need to correct as much as other people possess negative traits right there. that they need to correct. So when you say this is just how I am, I can't change. No, rather what you're saying is that I don't want to change. Right. I don't want to fix any of this. I just need people to come in my life, put up with it. I don't need them to express how they feel. Yeah. But what I'm not going to do is accept other people. Yeah. 
who's different from me. But I want everybody else to accept me. That sounds ludicrous when you break it down in that way. You it see really what I'm saying? Does. But oftentimes, that's what we're really communicating. When we take so much pride and this is who we are and we can't change because this is what it is. Who are you? Right. Wow. Wow. Who, who are you? Wow. Who are you that you can't change? So good. You see what I'm saying? And, and so to me, it's... it's um. It's self-sabotaging. It's self-limiting. Right. And it's detriment to someone's growth. Yeah, for sure. It's detriment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So this was fun for me, sis, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to ask you some quick, fun, speed questions. Girl. Like I said, you guys, she did not prepare for this. And I think you did a phenomenal job because I could talk oh, to God, you forever. Girl, you. I could talk to you forever, sis, because when we talk, I just feel like, I love you it's too, man. so zen. You feel me? I love it. I love, I love people. I love people who are open to growth. Those conversations are always rich. Yeah. You know, those are always rich conversations. People who who can look within themselves, admit some of their own, and 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 again, just be willing to grow. You know, knowing that you don't know it all. And yeah. As much as I do communication, man, man, sometimes I gotta work on it so much. I'm like, oh lord, <laughs> I feel like I'm just being tested. Come on. And it's funny. I'd be going through some a situation real mm -hmm. quick. And then all of a sudden, probably within a matter of a couple of minutes or the next day, somebody called me and be like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. Could you, could you help me? Or someone's booking mm -hmm. a coaching session, you know, because they need to work on something. And I'm like, man, I was just going through that. You, see? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so for me, it's like, I, I have to pay attention even more. Well, again, like the principle of the Bible, whatever you teach, you're going to be judged no more. Yeah. That's real. So yeah, we're going to switch it up. Yes. A we're going to switch it up a little bit. Ask you some quick, fun, speed questions. So here we go. First one. Who is your hero? Oh, gosh, I don't have a hero. Okay. Uh -huh. What's most important for you? You know, I'm going to pick back on that. Okay. I, so you don't have a hero. Do you have someone that you maybe aspire to be or look up to? Oh, man. Yes. The first person I aspire to be. The more I study their lives, I'm just in awe with who they were. Um, it's Jesus. Yeah. And the other day I was just telling my husband, I'm at that point and leaving religious ideologies behind. I'm like, man, Jesus is more than a topic. Mm. He's an experience. Yes. Full blown. You know? And sometimes we just go to the word because... You know, um, we're just looking for three-point teachings or, and it's so much deeper than that. Sometimes you got to go and examine the life of Christ and you're just like, how are you able to do such things? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it really took the Holy Spirit for Christ to be Christ That's on good. earth. Yeah. You know? And so lately I've just been really um, just in awe of who he is. And it's like, man, if I could show any part of Christ, man, like what an honor that would be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what an honor, like for real. So yeah, but um I would say I would say Christ, earthly speaking, um I want to be a mother like my mom. Mm. She's not perfect, but I embrace how she's willing to grow even at the age of 70. Yeah. And I'm like, man, we're in our 30s, right? Yep. 
And as much as we think we may know certain things, there's so much more that we have yet to learn, you know? Um, And also we'll be living out the fruits of what we know now too, you know? But I'm like, man, if at 70, this lady is still willing to grow. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing an older age. Like, what am I going to learn? You know, like, how am I going to grow that? I'm going to look back and be like, Oh, I wish I was doing that at 35. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's yes, I would say my mother, man, like yeah. she she she's special and she makes motherhood beautiful. She if does. I could be a grandma like her, Ugh. um, in any capacity, man. Yeah, she really does. She makes she, motherhood fun. Stop. Yes, yeah, because she of makes, her. Like, being a mother, an honor. Yeah. Like, I am honored to be a mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I said, she's so far from perfect, but she's wonderful. Yeah. She she yeah. showed me so much that I can't, man, I can't even begin to tell. But she showed me a lot. But yeah. Amen. Number two, what's most important right now in your state of mind for your mental health? What's most important for that? Is it peace? Is it clarity? Is it isolation? Some time for yourself? What What is most important for your mental health right now? Peace. Yeah. Peace. And um, and it goes back to my hero. Someone was saying, peace is not a thing. Peace is not a feeling. When you really start to study peace, you'll discover that peace is a person. Ooh, that's good. And Christ says, I am the prince of peace. Mm. It's not something he gives. <laughs> He's the prince of peace. Mm. He is peace. Yeah. You know? And so I'm trying to learn what does that mean in every aspect of my life? What does it mean to have peace, not just in my relationship, not just in my work? What does it mean to have peace in my finances? What does it mean to have peace in my motherhood? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have peace in my spirituality? Mm-hmm. You know, like peace you know and ultimately the peace is not just something you have for yourself it's also something that you share with others yeah and so i'm looking forward to sharing the joy of my peace throughout my life yeah that's real good and what's the one thing in your life that you're you're happy that you did right now oh wow um Right now, this very present moment, I'm happy about a lot of things. I look at my kids and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm blessed to be a mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, kids are amazing. But um, it's going back for my master's. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something about when you're doing that thing that you didn't think you could do. Mm-hmm. And you realize you're doing it. And though it might take work, but you realize it's not as hard as you thought it would be. Yeah. You know, and it's possible. And I certainly never thought I would go back to my for my master's when I was married and have two kids. Yeah. You know? Um, but what's crazy is that it feels like it's the right time. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I, I have great support, so all that adds to it, but getting my master's and almost being done, being like almost five classes short of graduating and doing that almost in under a year, it's like you go girl. You go girl. <laughs> everything you know you the other go day I, was driving, I was like shoot i'm proud of my damn self yeah, you better be <laughs> everybody else gonna be proud for you girl yeah be proud you of yourself i was like i'm proud of me heck you know yeah oh um, i'm proud of you but girl. yeah it's and i'm learning so much too and it's like oh my gosh i thought i knew certain things just like but mm. so i'm looking forward to everything that i'm learning i'm going to be able to help leaders and organization grow 
you know, personally and organizationally speaking. So I'm just, I'm excited. That's I'm awesome, excited. sis. Super awesome. Mm -hmm. And who is the one? Remember, these are quick, fun, speedy questions. So we got to. All right. Okay. Who is the one person who changed your life? I changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You changed your life. Yes. That's your answer. Jesus, you could feel, I mean, people was around Jesus all the time, but I don't mean they changed. What? Uh, talk to Judas, he'll tell you. He'll tell you all about that, girl. Girl, no, but for real, like, I'm, I'm proud of who I am, man. Like, yeah, that's real. Like, for real. Like, I'm proud of who I am. Like, I'm proud of who I am. Like, I'm proud of who I am. Like, I'm I'm proud of who I am. Like, I'm proud of who I am. Like, I'm you see, like, and I was very intentional of who I wanted to be, what kind of friendships I wanted to have. I'm still growing, but I, I like me. Yeah. Like, I like me. Girl, I love you too, girl. You know? <laughs> and I realized there's certain things in my life I need to change. Ain't nobody going to change it but me. Come on. Right there. All so, right. Yeah. So who is, wh no, what is your favorite place on earth? Mm -hmm. Girl, I don't have a place on earth yet. Because I, um. I don't, Alice, because I got to see the world. I ain't seen what I need to see yet. Give me one right now. Right now, sis, for the purpose of this interview. I ain't been yet. You know what I mean? I got prayers I ain't prayed yet. I got money I ain't spent yet. Hey. Hey. I don't know my favorite place on earth, you know? But my favorite place on earth is the presence of my family. Oh, that's so good. I like that. Nobody can't be mad at that. It's the presence of my family. So no matter where we at. All right. And what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve hearing people eat. Why? Wow. I hate that too. <laughs> Close your mouth when you're eating. Close it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. What is the greatest gift we can give ourselves? Final question. Mm, the greatest gift we can give ourselves is accepting that we're not our circumstances. Mm. we're not our circumstances and so for me that frees me up it gives me room to fail yeah it it, it gives me room to make mistakes it gives me room to grow it gives me room to celebrate <laughs> yeah you know um yeah so yeah. yeah i love that but sis thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to jump this on this fun. girl you let me talk and i talk girl i, I love talk. it though i i thank you for jumping on this um taking the time to of your busy schedule to jump on the Zoom interview with me. I appreciate you. So now tell the people how they can stay in touch with you. Where can they find you? All right. You can honestly follow me on my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, Esther Luli, E-S-T-H-E-R-L-U-L-L-Y. Um, do you want to work with me coaching however you want to grow in your leadership capacity? You can check out timelessworth.com. Mm -hmm. And for there, you could book a free discovery 15 minute call with me to see uh, if we're a good fit. And it's also an opportunity for me to see if you're, you know, if one is really ready mm -hmm. to take that next step because it is a commitment and um, how I can help bring value to your life. So you could book a coaching session there and you could follow me on um, Instagram, which is also under Estelle And I'm going to start working on a personal YouTube that hasn't come out yet, but mm -hmm. I, I want to get on it. And so, 
That's yeah, good. just provide little nuggets and tips. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, sis. This was fun. Thank I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you, the value that you're bringing to your listeners, your support. And I just appreciate who you are. And you're really a person I could testify through the years, man, who have really taken responsibility to grow and develop um, without making excuses in their lives. And I love who you are, honestly. Like, and I'm looking forward to just doing more life with you. Like, you're a joy to be around. Oh, you know, thank I you so much, sis. If I were to go into a great escape, like, you, you'd be doing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a joy, man, for real. Like, you. you're so easy going. You're funny as heck. You say the most random things. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're not expecting to hear. You're like, did you just say that? Um, but man, I love you for real. Like you're genuine. Thank you're you. Genuine. Thank you. And va I value that you. Thank I you. Value that thank you for my flowers. I appreciate it. Yes, I love you. And All thank right. you guys for listening, tuning in. Yes, and my big sister, y'all. That's whoop, my big sister. Whoop. But you see, she respects me as a professional. That's why I fool with her. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you're doing, man, because your work intertwines with your life and it's just the flow of it. It's just you being a coach. I was like, I was waiting for you to be that. You feel me? Because yes. you've been doing it for years, going to churches, preaching. I would look up there like, that's my little sister talking up there. What? Why I ain't up there? And God's like, that ain't your calling. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to support her from the sidelines. you celebrating that moment with yeah. you. <laughs> See, that's the realness that I love you. I love it. I love it. It's freaking hilarious. You I'm know? like, you know what? I'm just going to cover her, Lord. That's what I'm going to do. Support her from the sidelines. It ain't a I love it. It ain't a big sister, little sister thing. It's like, you, you Jacob got that robe. You didn't. You feel Listen, me? Honestly, one day, I, I know this would take probably a couple of series. Um, I would want to do with you talking about... Um, relationship within family yeah we should do that like sis don't take this for granted like the fact that we're sisters and we're friends and we have the freedom of being honest with each other the way we are yeah. like man this is rare yeah you used to be around you know, i'm sure there's more of it out there but um yeah it's rare yeah it's rare All right. you know that's true yeah. Yeah. i love, I love it all right, man. And if you guys, thank you so much for listening and for pressing play. Uh, you can listen more to this podcast on www.protectyourglow.com. We are everywhere podcasts is listened to on Spotify, on iTunes, on uh, wherever you listen, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you find that this interview has added value to your life, we only ask you to do one thing. Please share it with a friend, a family member, or even a foe. Because, hey, they need love too. You feel me? So please share this content. We appreciate you. We thank you. And I'll talk to you again on my next podcast. Thank you, sis, for coming on here. I love you, boo. I love you too, baby. All right. Keep shining. I will. All right, boo. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.